Hey everybody, it's a little different, right? Welcome to the Why the F Not Podcast. I'm Stephen Brogan Cortez, now in Technicolor. Well, now we have video, not just audio, right? This is episode 76. Welcome, welcome. This is a little different, right? A little intro with a little video now. Hey, hi, this is my face. Uh, episode 76 now. Yes, today, uh, my friend Sheila Tharp comes into the show. Iowan born and raised, uh, now an actor in England. Kicking ass, taking names, being a cop on TV. <laughs> Uh, and uh, possibly starting up her own podcast very soon. I got a chance to talk to her, uh, hang out, uh, get to know my friend a little bit better. A friend from college, again, best thing out of college was the degree. Not really. Not really, no, it wasn't the degree. Best thing wasn't the degree, actually. It was the friends. The friends were the best thing. I, I just got off of this. You know how it goes. Interview, and then I film these outros and, in, and outros and intros, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, enjoy sit back and relax we got cozy got my cozy chair hope you have your cozy chair uh and enjoy the why the f not podcast with shayla tharp and um <coughs> not a COVID. i remember cough. my first vape <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god that's a good one that's a healthy cough um healthy uh, cough. Uh, <coughs> oh, hi hello hi hello Oh my gosh. Uh, welcome, welcome in to the Why the F Not podcast today. Oh, I re- the intro should have been said already at this point if you're listening to the show. Uh, today, I have a really good friend of mine, uh, another friend from college, man. I'm telling you, college is it's the place that? to go. That's the, just to go meet people. It's like, fuck the degree. I went to college to go meet people. I got my, my Honestly. sweet Shayla Tharp. Shayla, welcome. Uh, no applause. Thanks, man. We don't have the live audience yet, but one day we'll have that live audience. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's so nice to see your pretty face once again. Your freaking white teeth. Look at those things. It's all my that, god. It's all that. What's it called? What's that bad stuff that people say that's in toothpaste? That you use hydrogen peroxide? No, <laughs> I use Colgate. <laughs> Is that? <laughs> I just have a lot of fluoride. That's it. You were like fluoride. Oh, bad. fluoride. <laughs> no i use those you know what i want to do i want to like try out those like sticks people use those like african sticks to like brush their teeth oh I, it, I don't know and it cleans it yeah they like sell them now it's it's wild but let's not go off on african stick tangents just yet uh okay. shayla welcome to the show i'm so happy you're here uh my first my first recorded podcast with video now we're gonna have we're gonna have extra that's great. extra content, extra goodies for everyone. You know what I mean? Love that. We you love came just goodies. to impress, dude. Like I'm over here with like my Thanks. fucking tiki room spirit jersey and shit. <laughs> you got them it's a, lights. It's a like, vibe. Honestly, they are just my normal everyday lights. Um, I happen to just be spooky on the regular. I mean, aesthetically, am... that's good. That's good timing in October. I know. I know. Pretty good. And honestly, I work from home, so I just put on a blazer. It happened to work out, and here we are. Oh, nice. You're giving me... um. No. You're, you're giving me what's-her-face. Uh, the comedian... Oh, gosh. Hold up. She, like, brought a sex doll into Joe Rogan's podcast once. What's her name? Um... I don't know but i like her already no you no. i feel like oh gosh how do i not remember her name i feel terrible i'm literally in a google female comedian who brought sex doll to joe rogan let's see 
I'm so bad with comedians, honestly. Whitney Cummings. Oh. You're giving oh. me Whitney Cummings vibes because you have like that nice oh bright God. smile and like with the bun. Whitney's always rocking that bun too, and like with the blazer rolled up. I will take up. that. I will take that. I am honored. Okay, thank you. <laughs> like let her be. Let her be your like uh, your, your spiritual guru for your future podcast to come. Yes. Oh my God. Let that vibe shine. Oh, also, what time is it where you are, dude? It's eleven oh eight a.m. What about my you? Goodness, I didn't even think about that. I was like, why is it so bright? It's 7.09 p.m. here in England. Um, this is going to be a fun podcast. This is the first time I've actually had a guest who who's calling from a not just a different time zone, but just a different part of the world, a different country. Yeah, it's weird um, having gone from Cal, Cal State in California, but to here, definitely completely nowhere similar to, to America. I thought, you know... They speak English here. I'm gonna. I'm good. We're solid. Wrong, absolutely wrong. Nothing is the same here. And it is wild. Where are you from originally? Because you're not from California originally. Am I correct? Uh, you are correct. Good remember. Uh, remembery. <laughs> good. <laughs> good memory. Um, I'm from Iowa. So what a crazier trip that must have been for you, like an Iowan-born American gone from from Iowa to California. That must have been a a switch. That yeah. was a big old switch, I tell you what, because, yeah, and Shad Willingham, remember him, called me Iowa for, like, at least the first year I was there. Good um, old Shad. Shout out Shad. You know, and it was true because I was very Iowan. I was like, oh, hey, how you doing? What's up? <laughs> like, just ni- like, like, just like a nice wide-eyed girl coming into California? Yeah. Had no, you know, no, no worries in the world. I think it was very naive or just ignorance. I think mm. a lot of that, which was kind of nice because I was like, ignorance is bliss. So I was having a great time. I mean, <laughs> would you rather be would you rather be the opposite of like that blissful ignorance, which is like knowing how stressful it is to be uh, acting an actor coming into college to California and like the, the reality of all that? No, you want to enjoy the moment exactly. so you can be in the moment. We actually had that conversation at my work the other day. I work uh, at a talent agency for actors and actresses. But, um, yeah, we had that conversation. It was just like, would you rather just be kind of ignorant and happy about it? Or do you want to know everything? And I'm like, yeah, I'm very happy I went in very ignorant and just had a good time. It changes things when you when you know the real world. Well, Shayla, before we get into CSUN in the real world, let's uh, let's take it back. Let's 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 get to know you a little bit. I want to get to know you a little bit better, if that's all right with uh, you, because I didn't yeah. even I didn't even preface this beforehand to you. But like this is a show where like, you know, cool, deep, you know, real conversations, you know, just friends hanging out. So like I just want to get to know you. So feel free oh, to share lovely. as much or as as little as you as you want to. All right. So let's cool. ta- let's take it back. So Iowa. Our. Where Our. where was your where was your first why the f not moment like your why the f not thought as an Iowa probably as kid. I was sat in a cornfield somewhere looking off into the stars. You, I don't know. Wait, literally, <laughs> wait. Would you have moments sitting in a cornfield staring out into the stars? Iowa is the corn state. It's corn. We <laughs> like. <laughs> Keeping it we relevant. are <laughs> all about the corn. I have cornfields in my backyard. Like that's yeah, very much a 
a place where I would go, hide, do something, you know. What were you dreaming around. about when you were sitting in the cornfield staring at the stars? Um, um, I definitely knew I was going to be different or just it was different than everyone else. I just, I don't know, right? When I came out of the womb, it was like rest of the kids in the class wanted to dress as Cinderella or, you know, Sleeping Beauty. And I was like, I'm going as Corella DeVille. Hand me a cigarette. We go in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just weird, different. And yeah, I did not fit into the the hometown mentality. I think I did when I was younger because my mom could shape me that way, but right, I grew out of it real quick. So there was this, there was this feeling of wanting to be different, and I dig that. Did I mean you wanted to be Cruella when everyone else wanted to be a princess or whatnot? I mean, when I mean that that seems like a kid just having fun. When when did the performing begin for you, or when did that first start for you? Honestly. Um, I would, I would say Cal State. Really? Um, yeah, because I wasn't allowed to perform. I wasn't allowed to do any type of thing like that. It wasn't well, up my alley. I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> it, it, was it just because of like, you know, we're from Iowa. That's not a dream we're allowed to have here and whatnot. Like, was it that well, kind of thing? I was... At the age of eight, I was scouted to play some sports, basically, for eventually um, a national team or what, whatever. Uh, I don't even remember how America do th does things anymore. But uh, at the age of eight, I was scouted to play um, on a softball team that traveled the United States. So you were an athlete. And I was. So I didn't go to birthday parties for kids. I didn't do things. I was like a eight-year-old lifting weights and running laps and traveling to Tennessee on the weekends, traveling to Missouri. So I never, you know, got to do any performing. And when I said I wanted to, it was always, no, you have to do this because we're going to get a full ride and we're going to fucking do it. And I was like, but I want to act. Huh. It's fine. Um, yeah. So then after that, I basically turned 18, finished softball, graduated, and was ready to, you know, move on to the next level. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fly to California and be an actor. And my mom was pissed. I can't even imagine all that. Because, okay, so for those that don't know, women's softball is like... It hurts. It's next level, like not just like the, the, the what it takes to be an athlete in softball, but the passion from like the fans, like the fact that it's not yeah. as, the fact that it's not bigger surprises me because it was my girlfriend's family actually introduced me to it. And uh, it's intense. It's softball really intense. Is intense. How did what is uh, your girlfriend? How does she know about softball? Like, do you have uh, does she have family? Actually, well, damn. OK, so check this out. Softball does run deep in her family. Her sister was this like big time pitcher in her town of San Mateo, and that's a big job. Oh, so she had an arm. She had that confidence, you know. She, mm -hmm. I, I was like, she doesn't believe me when I say it, but when I look at pictures of her back in the day, I'm like, Kelly, you're so rad. Like you don't get how rad you are, dude. Because like these chicks yeah. playing softball, it's like next level. Like it's a lot. I feel like it's worse that they have to that y'all have to use a bigger nasty ball. I'm like, can't we use a baseball? Like what? Like that's a you're throwing cannonballs at each other. It hurts. It hurts. It just it it's it's wild. But but even wilder though when it comes to softball connecting to me right now. So, 
So Stephanie's her, her father was a softball coach. You know, he 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 was a coach in their town. And uh, within their league, because softball's so big, you know, especially like in mm-hmm. the, like in Los Angeles, like especially because I'm born and raised here in the valley, like softball doesn't feel as big, like because it's so yeah. it's such a widespread area here yeah. that there's just baseball, football, yeah, basketball. There's there's so much that you, there's not really one thing that's really thriving at one point during the season, and you can feel it like in smaller towns, right? Yeah, yeah. So in San Mateo, softball was a big thing. And I don't know if you know this, but a, a certain family is also from San Mateo. Uh, the Bradys are from San Mateo, as in Tom Brady. His his hometown is San Mateo, California, where my girlfriend's from. And the softball league that they were playing in, there was another softball pitching coach there. Her name is Mo Brady. She's Tom Brady's sister. So they actually played in the same league. And at, oh. at one point, there's a story of uh, of Stephanie's dad going to to Mo's house to go just drop off some equipment, you know, just bats, gloves, whatever, helmets and stuff. And he's uh, he's just at the door, gonna drop it off. Knocks, and she opens up, and and he peeks through, and he sees Tom playing with the kids, playing with Mo's kids, just just hanging out. Oh, it's so softball runs deep in that family. So I got to it runs a, deep. It runs deep. So I got to learn. Yeah. I got to learn like about how like just how intense it is. And and so the fact that you were from a young age, you were like you said, you were an eight year old like lifting. I was yeah at a little league game and, and, and someone came and saw me and were like, sign her up for the, the league. And I was like, I don't know. And <laughs> My hey, mom's like, you're doing it. And hey, I mean, does your does your family like? If you don't mind me asking, do y'all do, do y'all come from money? Oh no! Oh my God, we're so poor. Oh, so having a chance to poor. get a scholarship like that's sometimes your only way to get out and like try to get an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, your mom so must have been freaked out when when all that was, was just pissed, just unbelievably pissed. And and now that I have a hundred thousand dollars in loan because I went to school, I can understand <laughs> why she was pissed. And it, now mom. I'd be like, sign me up, I'll play. <laughs> Take it away. Oh, yeah. But you know what? I loved softball. I mean, I love hated it. Love hated it for sure. Taught me a lot of great stuff, a lot of discipline. And I can swing a bat like nobody's business. Um, It gave me something to be proud of. And to have my family proud of me was really nice. They ain't been proud of me since. But, you know, it was nice (laughs) then. Jesus. I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of great things that come out of being in sports, you know, the discipline, yeah. the idea of teamwork. But when there's like a level of desperateness, you know, I don't know if that's fair to say, but a level of desperateness that's put onto a child. Like, it's like you have to succeed. You have to do this. Do better. There was no it. number two. There was no number three. We would it was we have to be number one no matter what. And it was very much that mentality. And when I wasn't doing softball, I was on the swimming team, the volleyball team and the basketball team. Mm. So there was no break. There was no Shayla gets to maybe try out tap dancing, nothing Mm. like that. It was like, so I just never got to perform. And I just kind of would like perform little high school musical things in my room. Cheetah girls was my go-to. Get it. Um, (laughs) Cheetah sisters. Cheetah sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Perform in my room. Yeah. Until I, Went to Iowa State, and I, I was like, I got to leave. So 
So who were you? Who were you watching, or what? What like was it just High School Musical and like those? Oh God, no! Like, I was what were, watching. What, what was inspiring you? Who was inspiring you as a young kid? Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. I had either. Oh, I gotta say, Megan Mullally in Will and Grace. Mm. What that show? I don't know what hold it had on me, but it was a, a psychotic hold, a firm hold, and that kept me going. I don't know why it was so funny. So it just made me laugh and forget about everything. And I was like, I want to be like them. I want to do this. I want to have fun every day. I want to, you know, do stuff like that. And definitely Mary Kate and Ashley throw them in there. I liked them, you know, everybody. I loved law and order special victims unit as well. I have a, literally a poster back here. Loved hey, that shout show. Out. I, shout out law and shout order. out Mariska. <laughs> Um, yeah, and shout out Sigourney Weaver. Anyone that was basically a badass female, I was very much looking up to them, and I was like, I just want to do that. That's all I want to do. I want to be badass, but someone needs to film it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. Oh, yeah. dig it. Okay, so so Cal State Northridge, your mom's pissed. You move and you fly <laughs> out. What? What was, what was your first impression of California, of Cal State Northridge, you know? Well, I lured her in because I said it's only going to be for a semester, and and it was supposed to only be for a semester. I was a student abroad, um, and but I knew, I damn well knew this wasn't going to be a semester. I was like, we're getting over there, and that's it. <laughs> um, she came with me to move in, and immediately my dorm room was—I mean, oh god, it was just huge. It the dorm itself was just huge, and there were palm trees and a and a pool. And I was like, in my my freshman dorm. I was like, <laughs> what? And Is this like, a resort? What's going on? I, I was like stunned, and my mom was shocked, and she was like, okay, this is nice. And then we went to CSUN literally the next day, and I signed up for auditions, and got in something. I don't remember what it was, but then that began the thing. What did you did you go into CSUN straight off as a theater major? Yeah, immediately. <laughs> I said, fuck it, let's just do it. And I remember Larry Biederman, shout out. Um, mm, good had old Larry. Me, yeah, it was my first audition, and he had me come up and do a monologue. And it, I was about, I, like, I wanted to shit myself. I To this day, if you want me to have, do a monologue, I, I'll die. Um, Auditions are the worst. Let's just, me. let's just say it. Oh, it was the seagull. The I seagull. saw you in that. You were wonderful. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The seagull. Oh, yeah. That was my first real opportunity to do something and to have moved from Iowa with no experience. It was really That nice. was you and Hank Dugan, yeah? Me and Hank. Yeah. Me and Hank. Well, no. Well, Hank was in it. He had to shave his head and do the crazy thing. But yeah. my husband, my husband was Zach um renounced oh what's his last name something crazy zach something uh yeah with rachel johnson yeah yeah he's a comedian zach i should yes yorobrowski he's also another wonderful actor honestly that's him on here right now imagine i just get him on discord he's like hey guys this is weird heard you call my ears are burning real bad yeah, so that was Zach David yeah. Jaworski. I wanted to say your full name, yep. Zach, uh, Zachary. Yep, shout out. But, yeah, he uh, played my husband, and then Rob Cowell played my the guy I had an affair with, and I was Rob. like, I love this. Literally, I got the, shout out Rob. You four, you four, right there, like Zach. 
uh, Hank, Rob, and you. I was thinking back before before uh, before we connected earlier this morning, and I was just thinking back about how I viewed y'all, and I thought y'all were in this own like sitcom. Like I like I felt like I was a part of me felt a little jealous that I wasn't friends with you with y'all. You know, I wasn't as close as I wanted to be with y'all because it looked mm-hmm. like y'all were a part like were a part of this like like sitcom or show that's going on like the. Y- y'all just radiated this main character energy that was just so magnetic. And I don't know if it's because y'all were in the seagull and that's what started it all. But I, I just, I, 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 all of you were just very admirable people. Still I think are. it was honestly just the seagull. Oh, thanks. I think it was honestly just being in the seagull together because man, did he put us through the ringer? He was, mm. he was very strong. Uh, strict about rehearsal times we were always in rehearsal like, is this larry beerman it was larry mm-hmm. yeah and i absolutely had fun absolutely um but yeah he was we were there all the time and until like 10 30 p.m and it was like we were just stuck together a lot very incestuous the performance <laughs> show the performance showed that the, the work was put in you know what i mean oh yeah thank you and so i think your... yeah it's just because you were mt focused more Mm-hmm. I was you know, I was I wasn't even theater. a theater major. I remember that. Yeah, I was a music major. That's that's kind mm-hmm. of my favorite. That was you pretty, hopped over. That was my favorite thing about CSUN, honestly, the, that that you could be any major you want and still audition for the musicals. Honestly, shout out to that school. I had a fantastic time. Wonderful. Kudos. Ten out of ten. Absolutely wonderful program, and I, and I made a lot of friends. Again. <laughs> honestly why my podcast is still going on is because of my friends who are still agreeing to come onto this show i mean it's it's a great school that you're able to connect you're not like i think other schools like more prestigious schools like say like ucla or usc like when you get into their artistic programs like theater or film or music i feel like they're so intensive and so and so involved that you can't do anything else and yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But CSUN allowed kinesiology majors to join the musical. It, yeah. It, it, it was great. It, it allowed everyone to just be like, hey, I want to try this, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And kudos to it. I think that's fantastic. I had a blast. <laughs> so your your first your first show at CSUN, fresh out of Iowa, was the Seagull. It was the Seagull. And was, I was like, what the fuck? That was are your we first audition. About? Yeah, and I just remember being on that that stage and the the light shining on me and just Larry Biederman sitting in the audience and I'm like reciting a monologue, not a clue what I'm saying. And I was just like, what are we what's going on? I'm just doing it. We're just going. I don't know. I'm just terrified. And that's what ga- that that's what gave it to you, I believe, right? That 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 uh blissful ignorance that came, that led yeah. you into this audition. You had the absence of fear that allowed you to not even that the fear must have been there i, I can imagine but i feel like that I don't ignorance think it's, yeah the ignorance had you just not pay attention to that and just be like i want to try this yeah it's not so much the absence of fear it's feeling the fear and just doing it anyway mm. um and i think that's what i continue to do because every day for me is fearful at this point it's like you know the world is just crumbling at this point and so every day is kind of fearful but you just gotta do it every time i've done a monologue i want to literally shit my pants <laughs> and, then, and i i survive it every single time every single time i get done and i'm like oh 
the world didn't end. I'm a, so. I'm alive. Wait, I survived. I'm like, what? I, I swear to God, I was gonna die. <laughs> I swear, yeah. I was gonna die. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, not everything's about me. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah, weird. it's that ego. No one thing. cared. Yeah. <laughs> That's why that's why mushrooms are very appreciated in my life so far. Like I, I don't yeah. do it a lot. But I haven't moment... done them since California, so haven't done oh. a lot since California. England is kind of a dry area. Ooh, that's well, it's, it's, I mean, it is oh, what it okay. is. It's, Things are. It's mostly a drinking place, uh-huh. and I don't drink, so it's not that. Fun. We're getting much more <laughs> psychedelic here in California. Oh yeah. Yeah, even oh, mushrooms damn. are even I, at the dispensary I go to. They sell uh, psilocybin chocolate. Mushroom chocolate. Oh, fab. How cool. Yeah, and it's go for it. And and, and and it's wonderful because now that they're legalizing it, you're they're they're also being able to study these psychedelics, you know, like THC yeah. and psilocybin, and they're able to see like, oh shit, this helps with depression. This helps with PTSD. Wait. Yeah. Anxiety? Yeah. Honestly, I just wish England would get on board with that mentality. They just still see these drugs as something so horrible and so bad and it's like i actually use weed medicinally and i did in california and that's why i had a med card and you know it's like i'm not making this up like i don't just say it makes me feel good for fun like it helps with my stomach issues (laughs) like i'm able to eat i'm able to eat i'm able to relax can i please i want to be comfortable what am i doing to you nothing yeah, it's 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 I don't know. It's I honestly see cannabis in the same level as alcohol. I see them as I, the, oh, they're the same. I thing. see alcohol is worse. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. It is worse yeah. because if you drink a, a full gallon of vodka, you will die probably of, of of alcohol poisoning. Your liver will probably shut down. But if I smoke a pound of cannabis, I might get through it, but I'll fall asleep probably beforehand. Exactly. I have never done horrible things while smoking. I mean, you know, on weed, I guess. I've only done horrible things when I was, like, drunk in the past. I don't drink anymore, but, yeah, the, you know. Like, I have siblings, and I always tell them, like, because, like, I've... You once, have many siblings. I have many <laughs> siblings. I come from a Salvadorian family. Many siblings. That's my mom's yeah. retirement plan. Us. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so when I tell them, like, my siblings are getting older, so I have one uh, in college, and Another sibling, oh, wow. you know, in high schools and stuff. And, like, I remember in high school, you know, weed's there. Fucking my people tell me that Coke was in high school. And I'm like, Coke? When I would, it wasn't around me. Who was doing cocaine in high school? What the fuck? But they have elevated. <laughs> it's insane. Like, all I remember in my time in high school was people talking about the cholo smoking weed out of an apple. And I'm like, cool. Oh, my God. And I did that. And it was it doesn't really work as well as you want it to. But yeah, it's all about wow. precision, maybe, you know, about like really. Yeah. Having, if you're yeah, stressed out my... about being in school and like, you know, like all the bells <laughs> going to ring and like you're probably not really thinking about the ankle and the filtering that's needed for anyway. Yeah. The science, the physics. There's so much involved, but uh, the thing with my siblings, the ones who are old enough, at least, right, who like might have uh, these kind of things around them, I always tell them there's three rules I've always lived by. It's are you in a safe place? Are you in a safe state of mind? And are you with people you feel safe with? Yeah. So I was like, if anyone ever offers you weed or alcohol or anything, answer those answer those questions. If two out of the three are no's, you probably shouldn't be doing this. Yes, and I have done those things. <laughs> and that, and you <laughs> we're, learn. We're like, 
We learned, yeah, we learned real quick. Oh, dude, the first time I smoked weed, it was in West Hollywood or somewhere in Hollywood with friends, yeah. and it was so it was a friend. I'm not, I'm not gonna mention his name. I don't want to like throw his name out there, but it, he took me out to. We were at this like restaurant, and then like this random kid pops up, this like little blonde boy who's like, "You guys want to smoke some weed?" And I'm like, what? And, and then the, and I looked at my friend and I was like, can I go? Because I was there with him. So he was kind of like my authority figure, if you will. So I was uh-huh. like, am I allowed to do this? And he's like, go ahead. Have fun. Go into so, the forest. So about four of us just walk out, walk out into the parking lot, like a good old West Hollywood parking lot. And then like a parking structure. And we're underneath the staircase. And we're just all smoking a joint, right? And uh, I remember till this day, it was Granddaddy Perp. It was apparently good stuff. It makes stuff. me homesick a little bit. It makes me miss California. That's a vibe, so right? Being That's underneath. Vi- I'm like, I want to be in a parking garage right now, smoking a joint. A oh. little cold, and you're just like with your friends, and like, yeah. Hey guys, yeah, we're gonna go hey back guys. and eat food after this. <laughs> oh, oh my god, and I would kill for some good Mexican food, you know? Oh, yeah, that's something you don't get out there, huh? No, it is not. Yo, okay, so I've always had these, I've always had these, you know, ideas, these why the if not ideas in my own head that just pop up, right? And cooking mm-hmm. is something I love to do personally. And yeah. it'd be wild to just move out to somewhere like, like in England or somewhere like where you were You'd at. be famous here. Dude, no, no Mexican food. I'd be like, I can no. have tacos, pupusas, I can have tortas, burritos, like I'll order all the beans and it'll, it might No be one a- knows how to say those words here. Perfect. I can charge whatever I want. I can charge whatever. They're like, pupusa? Yeah. They're like, what's that? Don't know. Pay for it. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Dude, for someone who grew up in Iowa, your your accent right now, like, if you you just came in with that accent, like, with this aesthetic, and you were just like, yeah. Shut the fuck up. It's so clean. (laughs) That comes out so clean. It's... Honestly, because I I got a, another degree while I was here, I got my master's here. Oh no! What? Um, I, had, I know. I feel like a horrible friend who hasn't paid attention to your social medias enough. I think. So uh, no, I. It's uh, honestly the last three years with Corona and everything. I don't blame anybody for not doing nothing. I, you do you, man. You just survive. <laughs> like honestly. each man to herself. Just survive. I don't care Please if you're be looking alive. at me. Like, I hope you're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I actually came and got my master's here during Corona, and we did, like, four hours uh, every other day of learning British accents. What was your – was your master's in performing and acting? Theater? It wasn't acting, yeah. Yeah. Where did you Where did you go to get it? I went to uh, East 15, University of Essex. So I was in Loughton, Essex, and um, it was horrible. I absolutely hated every second of it, but – we did get to perform on the Shakespeare's Globe, and that was pretty phenomenal to to perform at the Globe, like of all places. Like, let's have a like, little wow. zoom out. Let's have a zoom out, shall yeah, we? Yeah, I was like, wow, I'm not in a cornfield. I'm on the Globe stage Bro. in England. Like, you're, so. so this the Globe that that Shakespeare Theater, right? Like, this mm-hmm. is that this is the theater that's been around since Shakespeare's time. Yes, I re- I believe the original burnt in a fire in whatever year or whatever, mm. but they rebuilt it again. But yes, it but is the, the those grounds you walked on 
Yeah. Like, dude, that's pretty rad. As, as yeah. Again, as an Iowan-born kid who sat in the cornfield staring yeah. at stars, you're now walking on the same grounds that who knows how many countless great actors have walked across. You're So many. And it, it was just such a great feeling. And, like, when we'd have rehearsals and stuff, group tours would come in and watch us. And you're like, oh, yeah, we're, like, at a place people come pay to see. That's so, <laughs> so cool. I forgot. Um yeah, so that was very great. I will say the school um, helped me with that. So that was fun. But you hated it there. Hated it. Oh, <laughs> was it just like, what was it? What was it about it? Like, I don't want to like start um, trashing that university, but like, what was it about it that I made will. you experience? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the first one. They called me the other day and they were like, um, can you give us a survey of like how your time was? And I was like, it was horrible. Don't call me again. Um, what? I just, yeah. To be fair, no, not to be fair, no, the teaching itself, super strict and just not a loving and warm environment. Like CSUN was a loving, warm environment where you felt like you could try things and be brave. And that's not how it felt here. And it it felt very also a cultural shock. They're very strict, straightforward, no joking with the teacher. Like there's no back and forth banter. Like, how was your weekend? Like, it's like you just come in, do the thing they're going to just berate you for a little bit and then go on your way. And like, we were in school from like nine to six every single day and we hardly had breaks. And when you went for lunch, you barely got any food. It was like a very prison like environment, very unhealthy for my brain. And then four months into it or five months into it, Corona happened. So then, yeah, then we had to go on zoom and try to get an acting degree on Zoom, I dare you. Uh, <laughs> Not even just an, a degree, a master's degree. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> a two-year master degree. So, Jeez. Yeah, so then we're on Zoom. We have to do a few Zoom shows. Then we come back to the, the rooms and stuff. And we're only allowed to be in duct tape, duct tape squares in the rooms. Uh, like mine would be in this corner. Caroline's in that corner. Someone else in that corner. You can't cross paths. You can't do this. You can't do that. I did a production of like a Christmas Carol uh-huh. and I played the, the ghost of Christmas past. And I was only allowed to sit on a balcony for like the entire run of the show because that was my zone of safety for Corona. We had to be in zones. So you can't move past each other. You can't do this. Whoa. It was wild. It was very tough mentally. Um, yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you don't have sun as much as Cal State Northridge <laughs> does. You're a little less Honestly, happier and welcoming to your students. It is very dark here, and I have gotten very pale very fast. I mean, you're making me feel really tan right now. You're making me feel like... <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah, I mean, even when I lived in California, though, I could barely hold a tan. <laughs> like, let's be honest. I just had a good base. Good Iowa. That's that's the Iowa in you. You're like, hey. yeah. But yeah. I think it's so cool that that to think that maybe, you know, during one of those tours uh, that come by the globe, right? And what if there's like some young like kid from the States who's like, oh, mommy, what are they doing over there? And then and like seeing all the actors and stuff. And then like she meets eyes with you and stuff. And then and then she thinks like, oh, who's this cool English actress and shit? And then like little does she know, nah, this is Iowan born Shayla, you know, like, like. Like that's Aww. that because that because that's the perspective, right? That's what that that's like what kind of like as I've zoomed out and like kind of what I see, you know, listening to your story. And 
holy shit dude but <laughs> fuck that school yeah. apparently but it just seems yeah. like it was just a different a different approach to teaching definitely much yeah, more old school it just school. wasn't much more old school and i didn't find it very conducive and it didn't teach me almost I mean, I learned a few things here and there, and I had some good experiences, but all in all, CSUN really was able to teach me what this level of master's taught me, and I I also don't know if that's because I was lucky enough to work in California as an actor, as, as an extra, as a celebrity personal assistant. You know, I kind of did my rounds, so I'd already had the knowledge. I just didn't know that I already had the knowledge, so, like, being in the classes, I was like... <laughs> like they were like this is what happens when you go out into the industry guys and i'm like fuck i was just there i know <laughs> shut up ah <laughs> oh, it just goes to show you right that a degree can only do so much that life yeah, experience can only give you honestly life experience is the way to go wish i wish i would i don't know I, I i don't ever regret anything i do i enjoy that i have my master's degree and it's gotten me to where i am now Hmm. But wow, the struggle. <laughs> Yo, let's uh, let, if we can. I want to talk talk about your job as uh, as an assistant because you were an assistant to, if I remember, to an actor who I uh, she's uh, from what I've seen her in a hysterical actress, right? Like, what's her name? She is an, her name is. Uh, can I say it? I mean, Wait, yeah, I don't. I can we're say we're that. not going to badmouth her or anything at all. Yeah, like, no, I, God, no. Never. That's my BB. I yeah, never. I, yeah. Um, I remember you would post name. so lovingly about about her when you would work for her, and I was like, dude, what a lucky break to have this gig. Dude, what a blessing! Like that was. I came to California literally knowing nothing. You know, just ignorance is bliss. And I texted this woman right before I moved here. Right, right. She had Wait, just come out with this book what? called. I uh, not text. Sorry, I tweeted. Oh, um, I was like, you reach out? Did you reach out to her? <laughs> <laughs> no, I tweeted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was right before I moved to California. And I was like, look, I just read your book about recovery and addiction. And it really, you know, struck a chord with me. And I just find you so inspirational. And I'm going to move to California and be an actress. And when I when I come out there, like, would you like to meet? And would you like to, you know, I don't know what I said, something like that. And she was like, yeah, when you get here, just just message me. And so I show up to California and I'm in school, got Seagull, and then we take a little break and I text her or tweet, tweeted her because I was like, oh, I, I forgot I said that. And I was like, hey, I'm in California now, like I'm I'm at school acting and I'm, you know, if you ever need help with anything, let me know. And she goes, actually, I'm moving apartments uh, tomorrow. Why Come to this address and you can help me move. And we'll see what happens from there. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll come to a strange fucking um, address with people I don't know. Absolutely. I'll be right there. Because once again, I was just do whatever I want. You know, I don't care. I trust everybody. And surely I was like, the celebrity can't be lying to me. Like now, yeah, as an adult, I'm like, (laughs) okay, Shayla, ridiculous. But anyway, I show up at this house. She's there. Regular clothes. Hair's messy. She goes, hey, can you help me move that box? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and then it was just instantaneous. We were were both very tall, loud, brash, blunt, just very, very similar. And yeah, then I worked with her for the next five years. I can't even imagine what you must have soaked 
from working with her, not just not just like knowledge of like the industry and like what it is to be an actor and and all those ins and outs. But I can't even imagine the relationship y'all cultivated and like the stories she she shared with you and just just and, and just being able to relate to one another. And because because I don't I don't know her background, you know, where she grew up in. But just to for you said five years you worked together. Yeah, it was the best highlight of my life. And I know for her, it might be a little different because she was going through some mental things and Mm -hmm. it was kind of a rough time for her a couple of those years. Um, But for me, yeah, just being in her presence, just learning and soaking up as much as I could and just, you know, yeah, getting to see the world from a different perspective and, and it was just so wonderful and I had no idea how like blessed I was at that moment. I was just going with it, but it was very one best experience of my life and most stressful. <laughs> I, yeah, you were basic, you were her personal assistant, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I can imagine the stress level of like just someone who needs a personal assistant. They probably have so much that that's, it just goes to show you how much shit they have going on in their lives. They need another human being to help them. Yeah, and it's not like, and it doesn't stop at the like, um, can you book my flight? It's like, can we go to Ikea together, paint this bookcase? You know, it becomes a very, it becomes a relationship, you mm-hmm. know, in a, in a way. And so that was very hard for me when I left California to leave her behind. It was very, mm-hmm. very tough. But I can imagine she was pretty supportive. Oh God, yeah. She's yeah. she she helped, um, yeah, a little with my flight here, and is always curious what I'm doing. She sends me pics of the dog that we adopted together, oh. and uh, yeah. So I'm just jealous every time I look. I'm like, oh, I wish I were there hugging him. Damn, five years, dude. And yeah, we won't we won't say her name, and maybe 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 on your next appearance or on your podcast when that comes to be, we'll. We'll talk more about that and those stories because I can't imagine. Kristen Johnston. I can't say anything bad. Her name is Kristen Johnston. She's my little gem of a human. And (laughs) um, yeah, I've been through all the ups and downs with that woman. And I don't think she truly understands what impact she had on me um, because she's kind of very up in her head, very much, very actory, you know, very Mm. much an actor. And (laughs) kind of gets lost up in there and she doesn't really understand the impact she she can give on others like one day i would we went to target she loved target and um one day she just anytime she'd see a homeless man she'd be just giving him fifty dollars it's like she just doesn't understand she's such a great impact on others she just doesn't see it she was just like yeah i did it what so what and i'm like that's beautiful like and it's always reminded me to give back and just the advice she's always given me has come in so much handy in this industry I, what's uh i mean what's one of the what's like the first thing that pops up when it comes to like advice she's given you or like something that's like like that's that's been useful for you being out there uh never look oh, i can't remember how it's said it's like never look a gifted horse in the mouth or something you ever heard that one i've heard it what is what does that mean exactly? yeah yeah because she told me that back in the day oh, and i can't even let me I kept saying, like, thank you for things she was giving me. or I can't even remember. This is not helpful whatsoever. But now I I just I think about it in my head a lot. 
I can't even give you a good definition of what it means. I just think about it all the time. And then um, I have little trinkets that she used to give me, like bracelets that had words like um, powerful or, you know, she would just, she was a giver. She liked to like, give little trinkets and gifts. So I just have those kind of spread about that I can always remember. And they always have a cute little quote on them. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you need those support systems. I mean... That's like yeah. that just shows you how important you were to her too. Like you weren't just someone helping her out with like daily events. You were also someone probably helping anchor her down. Yeah. You know, just someone to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. It got wild, so but love her to bits. And I'm hoping to be in California in May for our friend Alex's wedding. And so I'm hoping to see her then. Alex Alex Olson? Yeah. He's getting married? Yeah. Oh, congratulations. She's getting married on May the 4th. That's perfect. If you see me, Alex, I'm looking at you. <laughs> That's so silly. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. Really? Yeah, why right. not? Yeah, I was like, you know what? I'll do it. I'll do anything. And it's so funny when you think about it. Like, I haven't seen you or Alex or um, Kristen in like, at this point, like five, four, four years now, which is insane. But I'd still jump in front of a bus for all of you. Like, <laughs> like, I would in a heartbeat. And I don't need to talk to you guys. I just would. I feel. I, I think what helps us, well, for me, what helps me feel more connected to everyone from CSUN, especially those, you know, who I feel like we had a connection or I admired, right? Uh, I feel like I can stay connected with people like you because of social media. And it doesn't feel like reaching out to you is such an obstacle you know like even this yeah even us recording this podcast right now like because we have the means the technology right like it's we're able to and it it makes it feel like we haven't lost that connection and like we're you still get to go to your friend's wedding you still get to see what they're up to daily or weekly and just like message them and be like wow that's that's cool or whatever like when you dumbass you know whatever yeah, honestly, if we didn't have this kind of technology, I don't know if I could I could live in England. I mean, I love it here, but yeah, I need to see some Americanisms. I need to see what my <laughs> friends are doing. I need to see a picture of Taco Bell. I need something. Yeah. I got to have it. Yeah. And and to be able to FaceTime my mom and my cat is just like, if I couldn't do that, I don't think I could make it. Hmm. I mean, technology, right? I feel like that's why we live in, like, honestly, one of the easiest times. Because, yeah, life is really fucking crazy still. It's still crazy. The world is kind of still burning, you know, mm-hmm. literally in some places. But, like, depending on yeah. where you're at, it's it's pretty – like, we're not, like – I don't even know. That's even hard to say shit because, like, depending on where you're at, though, it's all about privilege and where you're at. But yeah. if you have the means, you can do some crazy stuff with your friends. You know, you can connect still. You can still mm-hmm. create that beauty and still reach out and not feel alone. That's it right yeah. there. Not feel alone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, could you imagine if we all had to do Corona without the technology? I mean, I was going absolutely insane with having the FaceTimes with my mom and, and stuff. Like, I couldn't imagine us having to survive that without being able to FaceTime people. Oh, that was rough. I mean, I, I was Dude. the biggest communications with people I had during that time was me talking to my friends on, on Call of Duty. Just like really invested in that just because it's the connection i'm not even the game it's just because i'm hanging out with my friends yeah 
I mean, I was stuck here and um, I was in a brand new country, didn't know, you know, hardly anything. And my dumbass mistake, I didn't really even visit here before I moved. I was like, I'm just going to go to England. Anyway, so I showed up to Shayla. <laughs> Dude, that's bold. I just showed up. I just showed up, man. And I was like, oh. Anyway, so I'm I started gonna get my the masters. masters here. Hi, Shayla. <laughs> That's exactly what it did. And I thought, oh, it's going to go so well because I did it for California. Surely things are going to be perfect. Some celebrity is going to swoop me up. I'm going to work and uh, it's going to be great. And absolutely everything went to pure shit and shambles. And (laughs) yeah, it was this. These the past three years have been the roughest of my life. But here we are. (laughs) Here we are. I mean, we we, you go through these struggles. uh, Do you feel like through these struggles you've at least grown do you feel like i'm like you're stronger because of these struggles kind of circling back to the ignorance is bliss now thing i don't ever feel like i will have that feeling ever again which is almost kind of depressing i don't think i'll ever have that moment where i can be ignorant about anything anymore Mm. because i have just gone through so much at this point seen so much heard so much i just there's no going backwards. I'm it's kind of made me a bitter person almost because I find almost no joy. Mm. Wild, okay. right? I know. Dude. I mean, that's I, I think in moments like that, it's important to to remember. And it's the thing that Mormon parents say to their kids. And I, and I, I heard this once a friend told me and I was like, that's so sweet. I like that. But something that Mormon parents say to their kids is, remember who you are. Mufasa. You know what I mean? Remember, yeah. remember who you are. Like, throughout all these experiences we go through, you know, all the shit life throws at you, you know, whether it's COVID, whether it's, uh, uh, whether if it's shit from work or, like, a bad audition or if it's whatever yeah. it is, all this shit happens. You know, you got to remember who you are. At the end of the day, yeah. after all that, after all the feelings you get, after everything you go through, you have to remember who you are. And if you don't know what that means necessarily, like, what the fuck does that mean? Remember who you are. I like to have an image of of of, uh, of my inner child, of like little Steven, yeah. you know, well, like that's who I remember who I am. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not it's not what you would do. You know that you know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. My therapist loves to tell me, speak to yourself as if you were a child. That's one of her favorites. <laughs> and then I'm instantly like, oh, yeah, I would never say this shit to a child. I would never fucking be that mean. But to me, I'm like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> like, And you're just like, you know, you would never say that to a child. No. And, 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 you know, when we're mean to ourselves like that, I like to ask, you know, like, well, whose voice is that? Like when I'm when like when when like you're beating yourself up and I'm just like, oh, you suck, Steven. You're not good enough. Da, 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 da. I'm like, whose voice is that? Who who told you one day you're not good enough? Who made you feel that way? Oh. Ooh. Because, you know, when like kids act a certain way, kids don't act yeah. a certain way just for any reason. They copy. They Someone mimic. taught them. Mm-hmm. Someone oh. taught them they're not good enough. Someone taught them that they suck and that they need to try harder. You know, that's wild. Dude, I saw this video on TikTok of this of this white boy just like on a trampoline in this big beautiful house in a backyard, giant trampoline or whatever, and a bunch of other friends around him just, you know, watching him jump up. And homie's just jumping up like no fear. Just like confidence and like just going beautifully, right? And then it's stitched to some other guy. I think he was like I don't know if he was Latino or native. I don't know what he, what what his ethnicity was, but he was saying like, "Wow." 
can you imagine having the the confidence that 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 confidence that comes with entitlement that you're going to be safe no matter what that and that 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 entitlement comes from money it can come from race whatever those levels are right but yeah. dude look at this rich boy like well, i don't know his back what his life is but like he looks comfortable he's got a good house got a big backyard got all of his friends his support system he feels confident and safe enough and has built that confidence and that safety enough to jump up freely and do that and when you don't come from that kind of background right mm-hmm. depending if like you're a iowan kid who who's being bred to be this softball champion or if you're just like me some kid from the valley who who was raised by an immigrant mother who you know you don't you don't know these things and you you start believing that this is how life is because that's the way you see it that's that's the only yeah. way you've seen it but then when you start mm-hmm. meeting people like the the what, what's her name again the the who you assisted for excuse Kristen. me Kristen for Kristen you meet someone like Kristen and then your perspective is fucking widened and you're yeah. like wait it's not like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly like here when i moved here and we have paid holidays the fuck I is was that? Like, <laughs> I was like, you mean you gonna pay me to leave, uh, go somewhere? Huh? You, you know I'm gonna go drink, right? Like, it's, I was like, I'm gonna go drink. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, just I eye opening, if you will. I don't know if you've learned anything from me in this podcast, but um, I've learned plenty. Um, I've learned plenty. just insane. <laughs> nah, you're not insane at all. And 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 and, and, and let's see. So far, we're. We're a little under an hour. See, look how easy that time goes. And we're not even at the the, the official uh, segment of the show. So we've just been just chit-chatting. You know what? We just like, we're already up into my life here in England. We've surpassed rehab. We've surpassed like all the horrible teen stuff. We just, rehab? What? We didn't even talk. I go to rehab. But see, that, that's that, like, we can talk about that if you'd like, but then that can just be stuff for your podcast, you know, that you can talk about like. I do want to create a podcast. Let's talk about that. Before we talk about you, when, your times in rehab, which we can talk about whenever you want. You go to rehab. I said, I said no. yeah. Oh, you yeah, said yeah. My bad. Yeah. You said yeah. My I did like, say no, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I said yeah. <laughs> well, good, good. Yeah, you're here it's a good healthy. Time. You're here healthy and and. You're you're you got the cannabis, but that's for medicinal reasons. Yeah, I like to say I'm California sober. California sober. Hey, that's me right there. California sober, <laughs> yeah. baby. Uh, Can't but, help it. Let's talk about your podcast because that, that's kind of uh, it's, yeah. uh, you, you came you, you you DM'd me and you were asking about <laughs> the the podcast and how that works I and slid why in. you slid in there. You're like, yo, what's up? What do you do? How do you do what's that? Like, what I'm do like, how, how you do that with them knobs? And it's like, how I you do that? I can show you. Come here. Let's talk about your show. If you want on my show and just make it a thing, <laughs> but let's, let, yeah. what, 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 what made you want to start a podcast? Let's talk about that. Honestly, I don't know what made me want to start it. I think it's because right now I've been out of school for about a year, I think. And just working and auditioning, which is great, but I haven't been able to be super actory and creative like I normally am. Like I've been doing acting in school nonstop for the last how many years? I don't know. And now it's suddenly stopped and I feel like all I can do creatively is when I go in for an audition. And so I was like, I want to do something else creative. And I've been trying to write a book as well, but that's quite complicated and hard for me to kind of put down and figure out I'm not very 
I don't know how to, I'm not organized enough for a book. I don't think <laughs> that's amazing. Um, but you have that, you have that, you have that, 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 uh, that can be started the book at all. Or is it just like, that? I have, I have, I have definitely started it. Like, like many of my projects I have started, um, <laughs> <laughs> has it gone anywhere and it, it's pretty nice though every time i open it it's kind of cool to see like oh like i've actually written like 10 pages you know you're All like right. it can go somewhere it can do something it is an outlet um but i want to do something yeah that's a little more creative with video and and talking to people and because i've been so anti-social here in england because it's basically i've been just here during corona it was very hard to make friends and all my friends at school went back to their home countries and blah 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 so i haven't really made any friends out here and it's quite hard to do so as an adult so i was like why don't i just bring people and talk to them on a platform in which we can all meet and you know i can i can reach out to the people i want to speak to i can form relationships this way i can be i can do it all and be creative at the same time so yeah, I think that's why I want to do it. Dig it. So is uh, do you see your show being very freeformed? Do you see any structure to it at all? Um, Probably vague structure, like most of my plans. Um, <laughs> Dig it. I literally, you know, like your podcast is why the F not. I literally am always like, why not? I don't ever think of the other option. I'm always like, why not? Why not? I'm doing it. Like, I don't, there's no other option. So uh, what I really want to talk about, though, I really it's hard to nail down. I, I think you have a very specific idea and I like that a lot. And, and that's what you need is specificity. And that's what I'm really bad at. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very bad with the specifics. But I want to talk about, you know, I think I think I think I think. The industry and just the negative sides to the industry and the body image of the industry and just the sides of it that you don't necessarily see and i feel a little um not bad but i feel a little inadequate to be doing a podcast like that because i'm not a big celebrity obviously i haven't been on the big giant movie sets like i i don't have a personal assistant i was the personal assistant but i have still been in this industry in and out for the past 11 12 i don't know 10 years or whatever it is and i have seen some shit and i've been through the shit i've been called fat by directors i've been called every name under the sun by directors i've been told you know just horrible things and i've been put through horrible things and everyone that looks up to actors and actresses i don't think they see the 500 self tapes you had to do before you know getting that job you don't see how you were belittled before all that they they don't get to see that they just see the fame and the money and i i think they also see the negatives in people like robin williams who unfortunately uh, you know unalived himself mm-hmm. and i think they kind of just see stark contrasts you know like it's either that or that they don't see the in between what like the rest of us performers and what we're going through and how hard it is and how unfair (laughs) unfair it is there's just so many obstacles be it race height you know it's you're battling something every single day and no one i don't (sighs) think any other job is like that where you have to prove yourself every single day to someone 
no other job do you have to walk in and be like hire me this is why i'm good at what i do like you know it's just it's a very odd place and i think there needs to be more talk about it yeah there's no other job where you didn't get the job because you're not an inch taller than what they wanted you to be yeah or your hair now, isn't as full or is it's it's blonde and it's they not want as it red dark. as the other girl yeah and now as i work as a casting uh, not a casting director a talent agent assistant i do see all of those things that happen now i am now on the other end of the spectrum mm-hmm. so the actor has become the castee and now it becomes down to i don't really like that girl's uh i'm i'm doing the things that i have <laughs> have hated that people do to me but it's the industry it's horrible we literally put people next to each other and we're just like, yeah, I don't like her freckle on that right side of the face. Yeah, she's out. Oh, she's going to go to Paris on October 30th? Nah, then we'll just kick her out. It's just you don't see every little aspect of what goes through it. It's a horrible. There's just a lot that goes through when it comes to any kind of production, right? Especially like movies or TV shows beyond just casting, right? Like. Oh, absolutely. And there, there's so much that they have to consider when it comes to selling the movie or the show. And like, like, like you have to like, like, sure, we would love to see people on TV and film who represent, you know, the everyday person, you know, and doesn't have unrealistic expectations when we see them on screen. But yeah. you can't argue against the majority liking when they see someone who looks like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. When they look like Gal Gadot, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah. people want to go see that. Like, that's that's what the audience wants. Or are we just stuck in a cycle we've put ourselves in where we perpetuated the youth concept and the idea of being stupid or whatever, or either if it's machismo or Milo, you psycho animal. He hates it. He hates when I get into this. He gets really passionate about this. Um, I can feel it. But but damn, this is a great great idea to to create a show out of and especially with your perspective everyone has something to say like you know yeah and especially i i've seen a lot of different angles now at this point either being an assistant or the actor or now a casting person or i've seen a lot of it and yeah i would love to hear other actors opinions other creatives other casting directors other you know just other performers and and see what their experience was like and and just talk about it because i also think it would be a little bit cathartic for me is that the right word i don't know cathartic own it i think it's a own it it. okay i'm I'm, that's the word i'm using i think it might be (laughs) cathartic um for me as well because there are just things like i never talked about like when i went and worked at uh universal studios for horror nights and they would never ever cast me as a female not once wait wait because i was too big to be considered a female and this was when i was 40 almost 50 pounds lighter than what i am now what and you you saw me when i was in school i was i had an eating disorder i was so thin i was working my ass off to be a certain you know look and they still wouldn't let me be i was like why can't i just you know like you know horror nights you go and it's all a bunch of different mazes and shit and like i was bouncing around from halloween to american horror story and every single place they would put me i was always a man 
and I finally asked the director one day and I was like, why can't I just be Laurie Strode for a day? Why can't I be one of the females? And he was like, you just don't look like a female. You're far too big. And I was like, I'm literally standing here in front of you as a female. Like I exist. There's what do you mean way, I'm too big? I literally exist. There's a way to word that. There's a way to be like, hey, oh, it's just that the costumes we have, you just don't fit those measurements. Like, uh, like we can try yeah. to find something for you, but just at the moment right now, we don't have anything. We can, but like they don't care yeah. about that. Like, it's all about it's no. about um it's about whatever is the easiest. And we have this yeah. set of costumes, and it's gonna set this these uh, measurements for these kinds of ladies. And but just to to be told you don't. Yeah look female or you don't have like it that's the worst possible way that that could yeah. have been worded that's the worst i can't even, yeah. oh, I'm just, like i can't even imagine how that feels like and that scarred me for life i was like wow like and i just can i continue to work there because the job was so fun but like yeah. i never forgot that and then i was like surely you know even now like when i went to go get an agent and manager here in england i was like surely things and times have changed and I sure hope so because I've gained like 40 pounds since I lived, left California and I hope they accept me. And luckily I found an agent that does accept me for me and loves me and I and thinks I'm a fucking badass because I am. But this one lady, I'll tell you what, she was like, yeah, um, have you ever been thin? And I was like, yeah, why? And she was like, so here's the deal. I'll sign with you in September if you lose 30 pounds by then. And I was like, why are we even on this meeting in this call if you don't even want to sign me unless I lose 30 pounds? Yeah. I was it, like, it's 2022, girl. Uh, you, Absolutely uh, not. Like, that's, I feel like that's like telling someone, like, hey, I'll sign with you, but uh, come September, could you just take off like four years? Just look, look four years younger, you know what I mean? Botox. Botox? Could you? Yeah. Could, is that a thing? Great, yeah. thanks. Thanks, and no pressure. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I just, yeah, just wild shit that I've heard over the years, and I'm sure so many people have heard. You know, there's just so unlimitless things to talk about. I can't wait. I can't wait for your <laughs> podcast to come out. Yeah, you're gonna be on it. it. Oh hell yeah, dude! Yeah, hell I yeah. Mean, I pretty much have the setup. I think I'll just use whatever lighting's going on. Seems back here. It seems all right, I guess. Uh, you said my mic sounds fine, so we'll go with that. I guess I just need an outline, really, and then I'll, I'll just do it. Just yeah. go for it. Balls to the wall. Do it. Why not? I'm here. I'll tell you, jump. Do it. <laughs> like, do it. Jump. You'll be fine. Jump. Jump. <laughs> you'll, you'll fly. You'll land well. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could. <laughs> Oh man! Well, let's see. We're we're we've we've uh, passed the hour mark, and I think it's a good time now to bring out the questions. I don't want to keep you up too oh. late. So let's see. Only eight. Only is eight p.m. at your? It's still early, right? Yeah, I mean, literally, I go to work at like ten. Oh, okay, nice. I know we start a little later because we usually go to shows and stuff and see actors and all that shit. So we stay out later. Oh, that's dope. I get paid to go to the West End. It is pretty fucking You get nice. paid to go to the West End? Excuse I me? Do. I bloody well do. Do you get like a really badge? Fucking nice. are you, do they know who I you are? I fucking don't. No. <laughs> oh, that's Shayla. She's with, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch no, out. absolutely not. No. When they're I'm like, dude, scouts are in the here. back. <laughs> 
They're like scouts are here. It's Shayla. She's like, oh my the, god! The remember blazer. they used to say that at like CSUN. <laughs> the scouts are here. Oh my god! Dude, Cedar people are here. Oh Dude, my god! Cedar's here. Uh, all right. They're coming. Oh my! Give the performance Lord. of your life. <laughs> See that shit? Just that's what we could talk about on my podcast. It's just like that shit. No one has to deal with that in the mm. real world. It's so no. fucking weird. We're so weird. Yeah. I would love to talk about on your show what it's been like for me as a biracial actor, not being, oh, yeah. not being able to find a, there's, there's no slot for me. You know, I, I thought I'm finding myself in the same, in the same position. I find myself in everyday life where I'm too white for Latinos the white and, role, and then I'm too, being, yeah. and I'm too Latino for white people, you know, where it's like, see, and that's one of the reasons I moved here, honestly, is because I was like, I'm going to stand out. I have red hair when I can afford to color it. I can pull off doing different accents. I can do regions. I can do whatever mm-hmm. you need me to do. Um, I'm a little bit curvy and thick, and I'm American. I stand out so much here that it was a hot commodity. And that's why I left uh, – one of the reasons I left California is I was like, I need to go somewhere where I'm going to stand out. And I think maybe that's just – you're lost amongst all the other amazing Latina performers and Latino performers. And it's hard. It's a hard industry, especially in LA when you are swarmed with so many people. And and that's, that's the whole thing of it is that it is just a hard industry to get into because there are so many people trying to get into it. And a lot of the time when people make it, it's either luck. It's either they just knew someone, maybe, and like you their hate... parents usually. Nepotism is a thing. We can't deny that. That uh... is rife. It is high up in the air. It is happening. That is one of the things that angers me the most, dude. And right now, it's, it's everywhere. We're we're living in a time right now where the offspring of the celebrities from the eighties and nineties, their yep. offspring are of age. And now yep. we have what's her face in Stranger Things, Ethan Hawke. Hawk. I love her. Like I'm not. I'm not saying she's Beautiful. terrible. She's amazing. But, but was like, she given those opportunities because of what her parents were? Probably. I'm watching a show right now. Colin Hanks showed up, and I was like, "Did you get this job because Tom Hanks is your dad, or because you?" It's like. <laughs> And, and sometimes getting into the room is what gets it going for a person. And if you can't get into the room. Honestly, as speaking as a talent agent assistant, that is 100%. It's about who you know. It's like just getting our actors into the room is the biggest hurdle. And once they've done that and created a relationship, then you're solid. You are in. But until you can get into that room, until someone allows you to do that, it's just not going to happen which is just wild and yeah you have to have really heavily built relationships with these people or you got to be of some fame to get anywhere and that's that's what i'm trying to do right now with my agent i have a commercial agent i'm just trying to audition yeah. audition audition so those yes, casting yes. agencies are like can see keep seeing steven brogan cortez they're like oh he's keep, yes. keeps coming oh 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 yep <laughs> he's not stopping okay he's like yep, the clap that's, he's that's just good. coming back you know gonorrhea yeah just (laughs) all over this place do it yeah i highly i i agree i'm just like send me on any audition i I don't care at this point just get me in the room i want to talk to these people so yeah hell yes all right so let's get to the questions portion of the show let me hold on let me turn on the fan this is gonna be a weird moment this is all you now i'm not even 
Should I make an ASMR channel? No. I think that's kind of weird. I don't know. You like my room? Oh, okay. Oh, uh, shit. My butt. Okay. I don't have air conditioning here because it's England. What'd you say? <laughs> I was talking to myself. <laughs> Dig it. I said, I said, uh, do you guys like my room? Uh, it doesn't have air conditioning because I'm in England. We also don't have heat because I'm in England. So good luck if you're cold or hot. Dude, I can't. I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm Latino. My my blood is a little warmer than other people, so I would <laughs> no. No, I I struggle a lot. Dude, I got tripped up I when I saw on TikTok a Spanish speaking person in England who had an English accent, and they spoke. That was the trippiest thing in the world to be like, yes, yeah, solo voy a hablar aquí español, da 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 da. And oh, of course, when I just saw speaking English, got an accent, and I'm like, okay, what? So you don't think I've ever seen a Latino over here? I only saw one, and she was from America in my program. She came from California to to do the program, and then went right back because she was like, it's so racist over here. <laughs> oh shit. She was like, I've never felt uh, such racist against a Latina before. She was like, I've never felt this kind of racism in my life. And I was like. Yeah, get away from that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Get away from that. I just I don't like, understand it. I look Irish, so I kind of just kind of don't bother <laughs> nobody. <laughs> just skate right through. Lucky you. We stand out because of the melanin, man. Yeah, man. That beautiful melanin. <laughs> All right, so let's get to this. Is going to be your inside the actor studio moment now. Oh. We're going to be at James. This is for you. You can't James. do it anymore, so I will do Thank it. Uh, the ten questions to get to know you a little bit better. They are deceptively simple. Uh, okay. Take your, take your time with them. Don't feel. I don't want you to feel like you have to answer them too quickly. And you give me a response as short or as long as you would deem fit. Let's do it. Question one. Mm-hmm. Shit, my phone. What is your favorite word? Oh, I really like. It has literally no meaning to me whatsoever. I really like the word irrelevant, just because I like the way it it, it does its thing. Irrelevant. I also like malevolent. I love the playfulness. I love a playful word. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a Crazy. feels like a ribbon in the wind. Irrelevant. Yeah, irrelevant. It's just <laughs> gorgeous. It's just beautiful. Love Take it. it. Take it. Never Thank use you. it. Yeah, I never use it, but <laughs> it's just beautiful. Every time I hear someone say it, I'm always like, oh. <laughs> oh. That was so irrelevant. And you're like, oh. Oh, oh but <laughs> probably the accent makes it sound better. Because if you just say, like, irrelevant. that's irrelevant, but if it's it's irrelevant, it's like, oh. It's just glamorous. It's just gorgeous. It's going to be an interesting set of questions. I can already feel it. <laughs> Next question. What is your least favorite word? Can't. Is that a... I'm sure people have said that before, but I just... I have a problem with authority, and the second you tell me I can't do something, I'll be like, I already did it ten times over. <laughs> like, I just... The second you say can't happen, I go, it will happen. I don't know why. <laughs> Are you a Sagittarius? I'm a Scorpio. Never mind. I don't know anything about astrology, yeah. too, so I shouldn't come in here at, acting like I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always do that, too. I'm always like, what are you? And then they tell me, and I'm always like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I just know I don't like you. 
Ah, oh, dig it. Can't. That's a solid can't. answer. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely not. Can't. Don't you ever say that to me. Next question. What turns you on spiritually, emotionally, or is it mentally right now? Oh, God, I don't know. Honestly, I haven't been turned on in years. Um, it's been a rough <laughs> few years here. And, it, um, and it, can, uh, it doesn't have to be something like a rat in, in the sense of arousal. It's like turns you on as in what brightens you up, you know, what like spiritually uh, again, emotionally. Um, I love Halloween time. That honestly makes me very happy. <laughs> I love the autumn leaves. I love watching Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween, even though I know what's going to happen. I just feel so comforted and I'm turned on. I'm cozy. I'm is happy time. Like, Love that. Love those vibes. Mm. Love it. Dig it. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Next question. What turns you off? Um, most cis males. Mm. But, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no worries, man. Cis males have they been fucking doing some... irritate me. They've been making a bad rap for the rest of us, cis males. Yeah, they have. And yeah, just as of recently, I'm just like, absolutely not. No. I mean, like up until about three years ago, I was, they were fine on my list. I was like, sure. But now, even breathe in my direction. I'm like, <laughs> God, no. No. Mm -mm. Back up. <laughs> I can't. Off. We're turning it off. Yeah. Take it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Solid response. Solid. Next question. What sound or noise do you love? Love. The sound of my cat's purring. I absolutely love it. And it has to be my cat. Not not anyone else's cat. It's my cat. Mm. He's got he doesn't even have a distinctive purr, but it's just the way I know that's my my son. I birthed him, and um, he's my create he's my creation. So it's just very important to me. And yeah, it's just like the most calming, beautiful little sound. And they just there's no thought behind those eyes. Just fun, just just pure happiness, and that just makes me happy. So I love a good purr sound. Dig it. I love my my uh my dog Milo like my own boy, so I understand. Oh, That's my son. Yeah, see? Yeah, that yeah, That's you gave son. birth to him. Like yeah, yeah exactly. I he know. My yeah. blood, my my flesh created this yeah. little fur baby. Yep, yep, a hundred percent understand. <sighs> if only my mom would understand that. Anyways, <laughs> next question. <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate? I don't know. I do have quite um, a, an issue with lots of noises. I don't know if it's like a sensory thing, but I get very overstimulated if there's lots of noises go happening at the same time. Hmm. So that is something I really dislike. If lots of like talking, music, uh, just shouting, just a lot of noises at once. I can't handle it. Like a club scene, can't handle it. I'll, I'll die. I hate it. It's just too much noise 
Um, I also hate the sounds of babies crying, not because I feel bad for them, but because I want them to be quiet. <laughs> I just shut up, shut up. <laughs> I can't. Um, Stuff a rag yeah. in the kid. God. Yeah, shut up, man. What you ain't pay no bills. You're hungry. I'm hungry. You're I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm tired. <laughs> just welcome to the world. I don't get it. I don't get what their problems are. It's just like, damn, figure it out. Ah, <laughs> uh, dig it, dig it. Next question, and this is a uh, crowd crowd favorite. What uh, is your favorite curse word? Got some new ones since I moved to England. I will say. Oh, I don't know. I I really my go to is always fuck balls. I love fuck balls. That's absolutely my favorite. Shit balls. A- ending anything with balls is always good. Nice. Um, here we like to say you knobhead, which is like dickhead. Oh. Knob uh, yeah. is a the, yeah head of the dick. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, if you just call call someone a knob, you're just calling them a dick. I love that. Um, You twat. I love a good, I love twat. Very good. Uh, Yeah, I could, I could do this forever. (laughs) I I, constantly at work, someone hangs up. I'm like, you fucking twat, you bitch, shit. I just, I love cursing. Yeah, it's good. It's good for the soul. It feels I'm going to bring it in again. Cathartic. Mm. I personally don't know exactly. Yeah, I don't. I'm just like, yeah, it is. I think it means it makes you feel better. Like once you've talked about it, it it makes you feel better. I think that feels right. Could be wrong. That feels feels right. right. Yeah. If anyone ever asks me, I'll be like, that's this. Yeah. Sheila told me. Yeah. (laughs) Put it in the comments. You guys tell me what cathartic means. (laughs) See, now that we have video of this, I'm just gonna make this a whole little TikTok clip now. (laughs) They're going to be like, God, that girl on the pink blazer didn't know what cathartic meant. What an idiot. Like, I'm here for the bun and the lights, but girl, cathartic, (laughs) cathartic. (laughs) Come on. You got a master's degree? We never covered cathartic in my degree. (laughs) No, they didn't. They taught me how to pronounce it. I can give you like the fucking, what is that shit? The syllables and like each sound, like I can write out the sound if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Definition? I can't tell you what it means. <laughs> Next question. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I don't know. Um, I don't know, honestly. I could never, ever do anything normal. I have tried. I just can't. (laughs) I have to be doing something, either casting or acting, or it has to be within this industry. I don't think I could ever do anything outside of it. Um, I mean, I've been a barista, which I loved. I I loved, um, I love coffee. I love seeing the same customers in the morning. You know, it's just kind of nice. Good vibe. This is sweet. Yeah. Um, I think if I had to choose, maybe. God, why is what they all sound horrible? Probably a detective. Um, I know, right? Heart, heart 
what stark contrast um yeah probably a detective my i mean once again throwback to marishka but yeah that show law and order svu when i was a young child really shaped me and i was like i want to help victims of sexual assault i want to be a, a sex crimes detective and I have cousins that are detectives as well and I hear about what they go through and I'm like I think that would have been a department I would have gone down because I am fucking badass I'll kill you I'll stomp on you I'll protect somebody to no end and I'm very passionate and I think I, I would have done well with that nice in <laughs> another in another multiverse yeah I'm, cri- I'm fighting crime somewhere yeah yeah and like even now when i get hired for shows like the last two movies i did in california where i was a police officer and i was like this seems right this This seems right right. the best blend of both worlds for me that's absolutely the dream is to be able to play a police officer or detective yeah and get a million dollars per episode as well that's the dream right there yeah (laughs) And then residuals, you know, the magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to keep that going. Yeah. Keep those reruns on. (sighs) Wonderful. All right. Next question. Cool. What profession would you not like to do? Um, I went to school at Iowa State University right before I left to Cal State. Um, I did a year there as a veterinarian. (laughs) Whoa. And I know. And uh, I thought I was going to love it, thought, you know, I was helping animals, but I actually hated it because, first of all, you have to be super fucking smart. You're not just learning like a doctor who learns one anatomy and that's a a body, a person's. uh, You have a human body and that's it. Yeah, that's 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 it. That's what you have to work with. Exactly. Animals, every single one of them is different. Crabs, lobsters, fish, uh, you know horses giraffes every single animal has a different system and you have to learn every single one of them and it was so difficult and you just see animals at their worst they're coming Mm. and bringing you sick animals it's not like they're coming in to play with you you know you're not there to play you're there to help the sick animals which is great but then you also have to put them down did a lot of like gross dissections i was just like this ain't it this ain't it i just wanted to play with the dog (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that's a heavy job. That's a heavy job yeah. right there. Yeah, Necessary. I feel for him. Yeah, I feel for him. It's a lot. Good for them. They're smart, too. Damn. But not for you. It's You're like, it's not, not for me. Not for me. I was like, I got I to gotta switch. We, no. Mm-mm. I did like a <laughs> solid two semesters of that, and I was like, and to acting we go. Yeah. I'm a mean actor now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mid-dissection. I was like, yeah. I was like, absolutely not. I, honestly, it was during um, a lobster dissection that I was like, I can't do this. I can't. I can't. Ugh. It's just gross. Gross. Fair. Hey, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, we've made it to the last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, I haven't, first of all, heard that said in so long. I haven't watched Inside the Actors Studio in about a million years. Oh, that just, like, hurt a little soft spot in me. Made me a little teary-eyed. Um, I would like, I would just like to see my grandparents. Uh, he doesn't have to even say anything. I would just like to see them 
and that would be the bee's knees. I'd fucking love that. Like, oh my god. So, I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm like, any day now. I mean, well, but yeah, I would absolutely love to just get there and they would all be there. I don't really believe in a heaven or a hell and I I don't, I'm not quite religious. I'm kind of just more, I'm a little more spiritual. I don't really know how to explain it. I believe in a higher power and, you know, things like that. Um, just, I don't, I can't say what's out there. I can't, but if that existed, that is what I would want. 100%. Hmm. Just all four of them standing there and be like, we, we were waiting for you. Like, how was your trip? <laughs> uh. And I'll be like, it's fucking rough, guys. <laughs> it was rough down there. You fucking left. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches. Yeah. COVID happened. Nice. We lost Betty COVID. White. And then Angela. And then Angela. I, I actually forgot then, Betty White died this year, honestly. I forgot like halfway through this year. I was like, yeah, we got to protect Betty. And then my girlfriend's like, Stephen, she she died. She died. And I had to Google it. I forgot. I suppressed that. Yeah. No. I When someone mentions Angela still, I'm like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. And here she's not. She's not gone here. No, I'm, I'm watching Murder, She Wrote every day. She's right there. I can tell you. <laughs> She's right there. I found her. Well, damn. We did it, Shayla. We got to the we end. We did it. Now, oh, thank you. This is your chance now. No, thank you. I appreciate you coming by and hanging out with me on the Why the F Not podcast. Now it's your time to let the people know once again who you are, where they can find you, anything they can catch you on now or previously, anything at all. Take it away. Okay. Um, well, yes, I'm Shayla Tharp. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and all those good things. Um, I'm hoping to be creating my own podcast, hopefully shortly. I'm hoping in mid-November we'll be up and rub- running. I've got it all planned. I'm ready. We just got to pull the plug, so stay tuned for that. And I will be in a short film, or no, it's a feature film coming out in, what's the next year, 2024? 2023. Oh shit! Yeah, twenty twenty three. Then <laughs> I'll let you know because I'll be posted about it, and you'll be like unfollow. But like, it, follow. It's co- it's coming out. It's coming out, so that'll be good. And I'm hoping to do some more voice work. So just keep your eyes and ears peeled. I will be doing stuff at all times. And we'll have you back on the show to come promote your movie when I'd it releases. I'd love to. <laughs> yeah, have me back anytime. I love it here. We're having a great time. Hey, and look, we got, what is this now? We're at an hour and a half. That's a solid podcast. That's a solid yeah. podcast. Look at that. Yeah, honestly. And, and that, what time is it? Like noon for you? 1230, yeah. Yeah, so you could have a nice little brunch. I'll go have dinner. Oh, my Bing, God. Bing, bang, bong. Look at that. And look, right now, we're, now we got to do like that. I want to try something new where we'll have like a little fade out. So we got to have like a little, like a little oh. just talking, you know, like we're like, we're like, all right, bye now. You know, oh. I'm go do my thing, Shayla. And we're back. This is the outro. What's up, y'all? I'm back. Did you like the show? Shayla was pretty dope, right? I hope she's going to come back. You know she's going to come back. And I'm going to go to her show. It's going to be a great time. You can find all the things, uh, uh, how to find Shayla, all her socials in the description below. You can find her on Instagram. You're going to find her on podcast in the podcasting world soon. You will. You definitely will. 
Uh, and if you want to find any stuff I'm in, my description in the description, you got my links. Uh, Google Stephen Brogan Cortez. Anywhere you can Google something, find what you find. Uh, oh, heads up. I am going to be making an appearance on the Outsiders Assemble podcast. My friends Luna and Alan. Uh, we talked about Avengers. We talked about uh, how current Avengers and past Avengers movies and Marvel TV shows and movies and how they uh, they talk about how it relates to social issues and whatnot. Uh, and if you think that's stupid, you don't know comic books because comic books have always tried to be uh, I've always tried to have some sort of commentary when it comes to the current social dilemmas. That's just how they've been. Uh, but yeah, you can check that out soon. Please uh, be in touch. Be in touch, right? Keep in touch. See everything in my links. You'll see the links below. It's my LinkedIn tree. Everything on TikTok, Instagram, my Facebook, my YouTube, Twitch. Everything is there. Uh, and don't forget. See, I get to do this now. You get to see me while I say this now. Don't forget. That's the big part. You're enough. You're more than enough. It's insane how enough you are. Okay? Bye.